we're coming up on a year of isolation. I'm, I was trying to remember the last, I'm sorry, I don't want to turn this into a sad event, but everyone's no. posting, they're like, this is the last time I did this or this. Have you noticed that this week? Everybody's like, I haven't is- seen, I haven't been on Facebook that much. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying to remember like, when was the last day we were out, which I believe was when you and I were recording the Horse Girl podcast, right? That was the last yeah, that day was for, for me and you. My, my last day at work was March 18th. Okay. Well, that was the last day I was anywhere in public. Let's see. It was, you said the 18th was the last. Oh, we at recorded work. on March 15th. Okay. March 15th, uh, 2020. When did we go to that party? It was the night before. So March 14th, I think. Okay. So March 18th was the last day I saw some coke co-workers they weren't all in the office that day yeah Um, i had no idea that this was it was going to be like this but yeah so everybody's posting all their oh this is the a year ago and i was like kind of i was kind of dreading this uh point where we're like remembering (laughs) like i I still need there to be a time when i when life wasn't like this um yeah but what can you do? You know, we're just making the best of it. Yeah. Do we like skip last year? Or do we just not count it towards it's a mag- our life? I mean, I feel like, what is that golf term? It's a MacGuffin? Um, uh, a, uh, a McDuff? A, um, Mc- a McDermott? Um, stop it. A <laughs> mulligan. It's a mulligan. Yes. I think that um, that's right. A MacGuffin is a like a story point that doesn't actually go anywhere. Um, I feel like we can all just take a mulligan on 2020 right at this point like it didn't occur i didn't get any older no so that's just how i'm gonna approach it yeah i think that's fair i think that we all should just pretend like it didn't happen yeah and um uh, that's what they did in 1918 great I, th- I think we can, uh, there are a few times when I say, let's take a lesson from 1918, but now is one of those times. Um, the mm-hmm. only thing that I'm going to acknowledge is the Adam and Andy podcast. That is the only thing. I thought you were going to say that, that um, Biden got elected. <laughs> oh, well, that too. But that happened also, like he officially became president in 2021. That's true. So, but, but the only event that I'm going to acknowledge that happened is the uh, creation of the Adam and Andy Adam podcast. And Andy podcast. That's it. The best part of 2020. Literally the best part. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And on this show, we watch everything uh, that Andy Samberg and Adam Driver have ever been in. Everything. Everything. And every I mean, everything. interview, every, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, we both did listen to an interview today and I think yes. we probably will talk about that, which actually is good because what we watched this week was so short. <laughs> so, so short. Um, I watched it three times. Sarah, you're a maniac. Uh, this week we are talking about the, is it the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience? Yes. 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 Uh, I keep calling it Bash Brothers, but that's not yeah. really the name. It's the unauthorized. The Bash unauthorized. Brothers so experience. it was not authorized. It was, was not. not it was not official. The no. sports team, the uh, the A's, the athletics, athletics, which doesn't make sense. What are the athletics? That's the name what of the are team. They? That's well, know, a real sport team. But what are they? What are athletics? <laughs> is what I'm saying. That's a great question because isn't like, athletics a category? 
Yeah, it's a cat category. It's not a. It thing. would be you like calling you can't your hold an athletic. It would be like calling your team the the you know the health and wellness. It's like a it's yeah. like a subject in school. Yeah, the social studies. The social. I would watch. I would watch that team. The social studies. You know, they would have like some f- snazzy outfits. You know. Um. Um. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about this week. Um. It was only thirty minutes, and Sarah watched it three times. You I had to process. It. I watched it three times. One of those times took me twice as long because I watched it at half the speed. Because <laughs> Netflix has a feature where you can watch things at half the speed, uh, three-fourths the speed, uh, times 1.5, and time, not times two. I don't think it goes all the way to two. But So what you're saying is there, you saw a lot of slow-motion pelvic thrusting, right? Yes. Okay. Because that's how I feel like that's what the majority of, of that's like a, a big part you'd of the su- experience that is surprised. the bash. I was actually trying to like find the exact, because like for my mo- moments of thirst, I had to find like the exact places where the thrusting was like thirsty. Ooh. And it was like, I had to find like the exact. So anyway. So you've got time code notes is what you're saying. <laughs> Sarah is here doing the deep research. Um, before we get into Bash Brothers, do you want so, do you want to go go with, want to go through some Adam and Andy news? Yeah, uh, I think we started with Adam last time, so we're gonna start with Andy. Is this which is weird because it's like maybe now it's lining up where we do an Andy film and then we do Andy news nerd first. I don't know. There's no system here, you guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, so we'll talk about Andy first. So let me get up my twits because I am a serious journalist and all all of my information about these two actors comes from Twitter. Um so Andy, first of all, Golden Globes were Sunday. Did you watch any of the Golden Globes, Sarah? I did not. I watched uh the I watched the mo- opening monologue with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. You know they were in two different studios, one in New York and one in LA. So they actually like did a side by side where they split screen and one of them was on a stage in one state and one of them was on stage in another state on the other coast. Cool. They even did a joke where uh, Tina reached across uh, through the sc- uh, screen and like someone off screen like touched Amy's, caressed Amy's face. Anyway, uh, so there was that. They 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 worked in a, some necessary but awkward jokes about how there were literally no black people in the Hollywood Foreign Press. You know that, right? I post, oh, because you haven't been on Facebook. That was like a big thing that came out right before the Golden Globes. Not that this has anything to do with Andy, but like the Hollywood Foreign Press that nominates and 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 gives out all these awards. No black people at all. It, it's insane. Which may have explained some of the strange snubs this year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow. so, uh, so I saw that. I watched a couple people accept awards. Um, I did not, uh, I know there's an interview with Andy. I've seen gifts of it. I haven't actually watched the interview yet, but he did like an interview, but so this is to say he did not, uh, he did not win best actor, but we're happy that he was nominated. That's great. I believe, uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen won for Borat, I believe. Fair. Uh, well, I didn't see Borat. Do you, did you see Borat? Well, I know he's very, very good as that character, character, character. I didn't see, see it. No. Well, I think that that movie is um, 
kind of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say, I guess, controversial, but I don't know that that's the reason why it won. I mean, I haven't seen Borat. So, I mean, I know Sasha Baron Cohen is great. I uh, I have a difficulty with gotcha comedy. It's a little uh, mm. dis- discomforting for me. And uh, I'm not saying I need my comedy to be comfortable, but usually if I'm trying to, if I want to laugh, I mean, I do love satire. I'm a big fan of satire, you know. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, did you not watch the original? Bo- actually, Borat? I have seen the original Borat, and I did think it was funny. It's just like mm-hmm. sometimes I think I've been, you know, me. I'm in a, p- a place where emotionally I'm trying to avoid a lot of big feelings, and I guess discomfort is one of those feelings. So I'm probably yeah. more likely to watch Palm Springs again mm-hmm. because it's going to give me the good feelings, you know. Anyway, Andy, first in our hearts. For the Golden Globe. Now, Andy, uh, well, actually, let me look this up. Uh, Palm Springs was nominated for a Saturn Award. Let me see if I can find. Where is it? Um, so Palm Springs was nominated for Saturn Award. There we go. Uh, Best Independent Film Release. Uh, so it was nominated for that. Um, and then Andy has a, a lot of upcoming projects. A lot of this information I'm getting is from the uh, Twitter account Best of Andy, which is always spitting out the great content uh, that I love about what is going on with Andy. And this also comes from Best of Andy on Twitter. Uh, so his upcoming projects, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Final Season, which should be uh, released next year, Hotel Transylvania 4. Of course, we won't be watching Hotel Transylvania because it's just not thirsty. I mean, yeah. look, hey, if you want to tweet at us at Adam Andy, at Adam Andy Pod and, and tell us and make a case for why we should watch Hotel Transylvania, I've seen it. It's funny. My kids love it. I don't think it's thirsty, so we've decided to skip it. But if you want to make your case, tweet at us at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Maybe we'll just talk. Maybe we'll watch it and talk about it for uh, during a beginning segment but we can't do a whole episode about it uh chippendale rescue rangers on disney plus uh in development of course he's got super high with craig robinson in common and then an untitled sci-fi comedy drama uh i believe with the same director of palm springs uh at apple studios so those are all the things that andy is up to any you all right is there is there is there a moth in your room are you okay? There was a bug. Yes, it's okay. Sorry. That's okay. He just wanted the latest details on what's going on with Andy Samberg's career. I get it. Uh, any So any thoughts about that? I guess there's not a whole lot of new stuff for Andy other than the Saturn Award oh, nomination. He has a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's good. I want yeah. him to keep working. Keep him working. We love to see it. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of stuff in development having coming, coming off of all these... Um, nominations for palm springs that can only mean good things for him i'm sure all right so moving on to adam adam was also nominated for a saturn award he was nominated for best supporting actor in rise of skywalker nice so we'll have to see how that turns out uh i don't know if they broadcast the saturn awards but we'll definitely stay up to date with that uh this information comes from the adam driver files on twitter where uh there's they have all the great deets on what's going on with Adam Driver. So that's somebody to follow on Twitter. The Adam Driver files. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gucci has started filming in Italy. Do we talk about the pictures of Adam on the motorcycle? No. 
Oh, I wish I had actually pulled them. So there were some pictures that came out right before filming of Adam on a motorcycle and like driving around in this tiny little Italian car, um, double mast. So uh, that makes me, I'm happy to see that. We are glad he's staying safe. Uh, so uh, other than that, not a whole lot of photos of Adam in Italy at the moment. Just we saw there was some of that uh, right before shooting. Uh, Gaga making incredible exits from her hotel every single day she looks amazing her co- like th- i know this isn't a gaga podcast but i cannot i cannot gush enough about how excited i am about the two of these actors being in a movie together uh yeah. also gaga just looks fabulous every like in all every outfit that she's leaving the hotel and she looks like uh, you know like modern but also slightly there's something slightly vintage about it anyway uh, it's these are her, 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 her costumes or her... No, these are just what she's wearing as oh, she leaves okay. the hotel. <laughs> she had this beautiful, like, uh, like camel-colored, like, cape. It was ugh, gorgeous. Uh, anyway, not a whole lot of pictures of Adam, but, uh, you know, he, we know he, he's not, he's not, he's not so much the attention-getter kind of guy. Uh, so we so far not a whole lot from him other than the motorcycle pictures, which the internet went crazy about. Um, anyway, so they're filming Gucci. Uh, it looks like the 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 title, the working title of Noah Bombeck's movie with Adam and Greta is going to be called at at this time Wheat Wheat Germ. You're making a face. Wheat Germ. Yeah, uh, based of course based on the novel White Noise. I now they're I I, I they can't I imagine they can't call it White Noise because there is already a movie called White Noise with Michael Keaton. So I guess they don't want to. I'm sure there's a lot of movies called White Noise. So probably but Wheat Germ is possibly the title of that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then last thing is. Uh, okay. I am definitely going to make sure that I pronounce his name correctly. Uh, cause Sarah knows I did look it up. <sighs> There's no way I'm going to get that right. Uh, I can say Jonas that I know I can say Jonas, the actor who plays Chewbacca. So sorry guys, he's finished. And I looked up Jonas Suetamo, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, he released a book, um, about his life uh playing Chewbacca he played Chewbacca in uh, he was like a body double and in some scenes in the Force Awakens we're not really sure which ones were him and which were Peter Mayhew they've intentionally kept that a secret uh Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker and Solo all played by uh by Jonas now he had a couple things to say about Adam uh which I bookmarked here so I'm just going to read you a couple passages I'm going to let you react. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Um, So apparently there was a... Now, I read the Rise of Skywalker book. So uh, I knew about this scene, but I didn't know if they had filmed it. There was a torture scene filmed in the Rise of Skywalker where Kylo Ren tortures Chewie. Now, in the book, it's described as him torturing him, his mind, for information. And in the book, what happens is he sees a bunch of images in Chewie's mind all about how much basically Ben growing up and how much Chewbacca loved Ben. That was kind of how it was portrayed in the book. Now, according to Jonas's book, um, 
it was uh, very intense and tough for both actors. And, uh, and, and I think he'd described Adam as being socio like the Adam playing it as Kylo was like sociopathic. Like it was, he said it was actually kind of scary. Um, let's see. What did he say? Exactly. He didn't talk during breaks. Oh wait, no, that's a different one. Um, yeah, it was very tough for him. Adam psyched himself up to be a real, real monster. He was so convincing that at times it actually scared him and he believed the scene might have turned out too dark for the film. And that me thinks that's why they cut it because it was too dark. I also remember reading somewhere that Adam didn't like the scene either, uh, but I don't have a source for that. It's just something I remember reading around the time. I mean, what, Skywalker came was, it a, was it an, an emotional tor- torture? Was it a f- I don't know what they filmed. I I can tell you that there's a picture of Chewbacca being kind of strung up and has some like spiky things around him. Uh, In the book, it was more of a mental torture, uh, Uh kind of like what happens to Poe in TFA. But also it's like his character is so different. He should have been so different after the growth he went through in The Last Jedi that it seems kind of out of character for him Mm -hmm. to do something like that. I feel like. That seems Plus, more like, like a TFA actors Kylo. Actors are a- actors. Like if they're doing a really convincing job, like that's good. It doesn't mean that Adam is a sociopath. No, 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 no. Really I, I don't want to mistake that. I just, I think Jonas was saying that the scene was too scary and that filming it was an unpleasant experience for both of them because okay. of the emotions. He didn't say Adam was scary, meaning Adam Driver, the person oh, is scary. He was saying okay. that because of the places that he had to go to emotionally, that being in the scene felt very scary and unpleasant. I think that's what he meant. Anyway, so I just want to be really clear about that, that it's not that Adam Driver, the person is scary. It's that the scene was scary and that uh, Jonas felt like it was not tonally, it it didn't feel like it should be in the film and that it would have been hard for us to be on board with his redemption at the end if he had done this thing to this beloved character. Mm -hmm. So, but it was filmed. So it's out there somewhere. Um, okay. So there's that. Um, a couple other things he said. He also says Adam didn't talk during breaks, although the actors are friends. So he said that Daisy and John Boyega were more like to talk and Adam likes to, doesn't like to chit chat during breaks. He likes to stay focused. Uh, so that was something that he said, but I feel like we kind of knew that. Um, let's see. Also, he's playing like a character who's not exactly like a happy-go-lucky guy. So I feel like if he had, here's what I'm thinking. Like if he's in a movie like This Is Where I Leave You, he's probably going to be more jokey, right? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Another thing he said. Um, he said he's a dry sense humor, socially awkward. Uh, they bonded over their background in the military um says uh he said adam was impressed that jonas uh jonas had been in the army on the russian border and he must have had a tough military experience because of the cold winters and then jonas says uh his actual military service included more eating donuts and watching south park than really tough war stuff (laughs) which i thought was really cute um and then the last thing i well is that the last thing yeah this the last thing i wanted to say was and again this is still from jonas's book uh he says Adam was one of the biggest grievers of Carrie Fisher from the Rise of Skywalker cast. And then Yona says, I sought strength in everything that was said among the crew after her death, the grief of Adam, of Billy, and uh, the obvious grief of the rest of the cast. 
So that's all I've got for the Adam and Andy news. Um, so some fun tidbits from someone who worked on set with Adam. Well, there's actually uh, anybody who's um, interested in some more stuff. There's other tw- there's an- other translations of some of the other things in the book. I didn't read everything, but there's a lot of cool stuff about, you know, uh, like apparently Dev Patel was a uh, second choice to play Finn after John Boyega. Like they were kind of both in the running for it. And then John got the part. Anyway, there's a lot of cool little tidbits like that. Um, if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, shall we talk about this movie? Yes. Yes. You ready for Bash Brothers? Mm-hmm. Bash Brothers. Uh, 2019, right? 2019? This came yes. out in 2019? Yeah. It's on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, it's only 30 minutes long. Uh, or if you're like Sarah, you can watch it three times. So you, yep. you must have had like a two hour long Bash Brothers experience. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then I listened to an hour of a pop podcast about it. Yeah. So. Let's... um. Let's let's I I took some notes during that podcast as well. So let's like let's okay. leave that to the end because I think okay. that'll help us kind of contextualize. I'm just trying to get you to understand that I spent more than three hours this afternoon <laughs> devoted to this film. That's which is that's insane. Point. Because we were like, oh, it's 30 minutes. This will be like a quick one, right? And Sarah's like, no, I'm gonna dig deep. Like I'm gonna dig super deep. Um, well, let's start with you, Sarah. What do you want to start with about as far as talking about this movie? Or short, it's an experience. Let's talk about it's, this experience. It's a visual poem. As like, as I, I, I looked it up afterwards, and there's mm-hmm. all these articles about it being like, the whole point of it is to be like, which I, okay. So they cite Lemonade. As you know, like my, my first a, note is, is this a is this a parody of Lemonade? That was my first note. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't care now, for a comparison. This is, this is to- not. Yeah, please. You go ahead. You say what you got to say, because I'm pretty sure it's going to align with how I feel as well. No, it's just um, Lemonade is a great uh, piece of art. Amazing piece of art. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce is a queen. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I just don't like the idea of comparing this to Lemonade, <laughs> but I, I, I get that they were inspired by the idea of a quote unquote visual poem, mm-hmm. like to tell a story yes. in the way that they did. Yes. Um, so that's fine. You can say that, but just, yeah, I want to say that I don't have a problem with the, the music videos, although there were, I have some strange feelings about this in general, like, I'll just say, uh, I don't have a problem with the music video aspect of it, but I did feel a bit like Lemonade is a really powerful experience about something that's really emotional and uh, from about subject matter that is not heard and, and was not had not been heard and needs a voice. And mm-hmm. then so to have two white guys kind of take that and parody it, even though they like they didn't they didn't the, literally the parody content. it huh they didn't parody the content it no. was the the form i know but there were certain things about it that really reminded me of lemonade the water the the sinking in the water the um the the going through the woods the 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 trees the the the, the poetry there's even a shot where he has a bat and he kind of drags it along 
a uh, fence and I get that they're baseball players, but all of it reminded me of different parts of lemonade. And I just have to say that it made me feel a little weird about it. Like, I'm not saying we can't satirize great works of art. It's just like, and they didn't satirize the content, like you said of lemonade, but something about it just gave me, just made me feel a little like, a little icky about that, a little icky. And I get, and we'll get to the podcast and they kind of touch on that and how it's really, there's a lot of other things that came out after it that also have this kind of style, but it's felt very much like a bit of a parody of the style of lemonade. And Mm -hmm. there's something about that that gave me a little bit of the willies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you also felt that. And I don't know if any of our listeners are going to feel that way, but I was just like, Ooh, like two white guys doing lemonade. I don't know that I like it. (laughs) No, don't like it. Um, Um, now lemonade came out in 2016. So it's not like they immediately turned around and, but it's like, were there not other styles that you could, I mean, I actually found the moments that were like lemonade to actually be strangely powerful. So I don't know what that says, but I'm just saying, I okay, I feel like I've beaten this to death, but that was one of a, the big thing for me is that I, I felt very uncomfortable throughout at the clear parallels to Lemonade. Yeah. So I'll just say that. All right. Um, Sarah, let's just say, did you enjoy this? You watched it three times. Did you enjoy this experience that you had? Uh, not entirely. No, I felt, I felt like it was very intense. It felt intense to me. Very intense. Like, and that is why I watched it at half the speed because I was like, I need to process what they're saying because it's being given to me. Like it was very fast. The lyrics were great. To be honest with you, most of the songs sounded the same to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Yorma was not really a part of this. And I, I, I understand that his musical style is a little different. And that might have, add, if they had some of that in there, it might have added something a little different. Um, I mean, you know more, I think, about the Lonely Island early stuff than I do. Um, so I don't know if I'm completely wrong there. It, there was like a lot of, they. I, here's what I'll say. They swung for the fences. Like they swung hard. Okay. This was, uh, they took a lot of like a lot of like they weren't really trying to make this to please anyone. I don't feel like, no, and weren't. I applaud that they 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 uh, there was a lot of stuff about women and sexuality and masculinity that like was clearly satirical, but still made me uncomfortable in ways. Yeah. And then because the like- the 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 part where they're talking about their dads made me feel so sad. <laughs> Like, I just felt deeply uncomfortable. And I know it was funny, but also I was just like, this is very intense for like a comedy album. This is so intense. Anyway, I what if I don't know if you have anything you can add to that, but that was just well, like a big thing that I underlined. I just know that um, the, the, the Lonely Island, they love to parody the... M- toxic masculinity the mm-hmm. super bro-y hyper masculine mm-hmm. hyper sexual and then like the bad relationship with the dad like they just love to that's their thing that's their thing that's their jam it was there was a lot of that in hot rod mm-hmm. hot rod was all about that yeah and this felt like a more a darker version like in hot rod it was like 
a little bit more broad comedy. Mm-hmm. And this felt just that felt like there was a little bit more darkness to it. Mm. Not that it felt like a dark comedy, but there was like an edge to it that didn't exist in, say, like a thing like something like Hot Rod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the songs were very catchy. Very catchy. I loved Silk Road. No, it's not. It's actually called o- Oakland Nights. Oakland Nights. Let's talk about Oakland Nights. Tell me about Oakland Nights. Let's talk about it. Um. So they, I can't remember if this was, oh, this was in the thing I sent you. Um, mm-hmm. where they I didn't read that because I was waiting didn't? for you to tell me all about it because i listened to the podcast and i was like sarah just tell me what's in the article and i'll read it later okay great (laughs) okay so this will be a surprise so for um for that song they had sia sing that what so yeah see see sia was the one who sang so who did the i'm not gonna say say Uh, it, but the silk robes and kimonos okay that that the the lyrics so like that that um that sterling k brown was like lip syncing lip sync- oh okay it was okay. a high voice nicole it was a, a, a i knew it wasn't voice. him i just thought it was like one of the guys or something i didn't realize it was her no, i wasn't was i guess Thea. i was too distracted by sterling k brown who always plays these very serious roles i was just like this is the i think that was one of my favorite scenes because the cameos were so great and yes. I, jenny slate was great and i i yep. know i've seen that other actor before and i don't remember what her name is uh the the good girl the new girl she she she's a new, oh my a new god girl. that's cc from new girl oh my god they were so funny the women were yeah. great um and sterling i thought k. your brown. men andy were oh very funny god. huh sterling sterling k brown he stole the show hilarious stole it i think anyway. he was my favorite moment in the whole thing the whole thing did yeah. you no- no- notice though that they put him in a black and white wig Oh, like Sia? Like Sia? I did like see black, I didn't get it. White. I just thought I was like, that's a really strange wig that he's wearing, but I didn't it didn't click for me at all. <laughs> also, I was like, he looks good in those pajamas. <laughs> yeah. No, but basically, so they had Sia sing it, and then they're okay. like, who are we gonna get to lip sync this? And they had like ideas for a- actresses and that kind of stuff. And then they're like, you know what? Like a- a- Andy had worked with Stir Sterling on, um, on his show. Uh, Brooklyn was uh, he on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Bro- he was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was on an episode that he got an an Emmy nomination. Oh, I must have forgotten and, this episode. It's been a while. And so they they worked together. And so Andy just like te- texted him and was like, "Hey, we're doing this thing for Netflix. You want to?" Or like I don't know. Well, and they so, very clearly did everything on a green screen, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm and sure it wasn't that hard so to get people. They just like got him to lip sync, and um, he did amazing. I love the idea that they're like, who is one of the most serious motherfucking actors we can think of to have come in and wear a sea wig and some purple pajamas, and it was brilliant. I loved it. Yes. It was great. Um. I'll tell you what was did not make me thirsty was those sex faces. <laughs> I, know, I actually I was gonna... at one point covered my eyes because <laughs> I was like, I can feel the bad sex just like radiating from the screen. It yeah. was very funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, very I think funny. this whole Oakland Nights thing was one of the highlights of all of the videos. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oof, oh, yeah, please make it stop. And the sounds, yeah. very bad. Oof. Very bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's see. I want to talk about the scene where they bench press women. Yeah, can we? Uh, bench pressing <laughs> bodacious babes in bikinis. Um, I thought it was strange. I like I I I that was one of the moments where I was like, I know there I know this is satire, but also it's making me a, a little upset. <laughs> Like I'm here and I know what you're, I know what you're trying to do and I see it all, but, why? but like also I it's, it, but also ew. Um, yeah. It's like, why are you telling this joke? It's not like, like we get that it's a joke, but like, why are you telling, telling it? Maybe that's where it was, where it was for me, where I was like, I don't know the why, but mostly I was just like, mm, okay, yes. Okay. They're wearing bikinis. I did like the weird inserts of the one of like infomercial type stuff where it was almost like they were selling a product. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get that it's like baseball players, especially, and they talked about this in the podcast, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we can circle back to it. Or maybe this is a good time to work it in. They talked about in the podcast, how in the eighties, these guys were this like this hyper-masculine idea, ideal. And, and so this, they were able to work that kind of stuff in through that the, the through the image of those guys Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire to 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 sort of lampoon stuff like this and once I heard that and I I'll save some of the other stuff they said for when we talk about the podcast once I listened to the interview I was like oh now that makes so much more sense and I'm not sure what would have made me feel differently about what they were doing because it just felt too close to what I would have actually seen in the eighties. Maybe that's it. So I was like, yeah, I get this. I've seen it. I'm a human woman. Yeah. Um, I just, I guess like, I feel like jokes like that. I feel like we had, you know, a time when jokes like that were um, like when all that stuff was actually happening, mm -hmm. like, and it was like, that's just how society is. And then Mm -hmm. we had a period where everyone made jokes about, oh, that was such a terrible time. Like, but I feel like now we're beyond that period where it's like, okay, to make jokes. Like, I feel like I want to cross over to the next level where it's like, let's just not even make jokes you know, like that. Like, I'm going to disagree. I'm fine with the jokes. I just feel like the joke needs to add a flavor to it that may- says something about it other than remember when things were like this. But when I get that it's absurd, I just feel like it didn't act like I think that if the conversation is, hey, remember when the 80s when women were just like objects and uh, in little in bikinis and like men were men and and everything was super heterosexual and you know, like our idols had to be very heterosexual and, 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 and women had to be stick thin like in that time period, like body image and all this stuff and I, but 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 you're when you're just making fun of it by making by making it silly it doesn't I don't know how that satirizes the thing that actually happened I think that's my problem you know what I mean but what I'm saying is that we've are like it's already been said like all of that stuff has already been 
said, all of those points have already been made. Like I, maybe I, we know, we know what it was like. Like we, we get it. Why do we need to keep hearing about it over and over and over again? I think that that's fair. If you feel that way, I don't agree, but I, but I don't think that this added anything to the conversation. Like, I think I want to see it. If you're going to give me something I haven't seen before. That right. But like, I'm just saying, something. I, don't, I just don't know what that would be. Like, I just I haven't either. seen that yet. So like, yes, if you can subvert it, please. But I don't know. I just like, and it just an, an annoys me to at this point. Yes, that I agree with. I agree with that. And I think it just like, yeah, I, I, I don't really have much more to add to that other than, you know, I was like, okay, this one didn't land for me, <laughs> you yeah. know? That's guess, how especially the part feeling. where they're like, don't wear sweatpants because that is like, because we can't grab your butt that way, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of funny. It's, but also, yes. I mean, the 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 the, the it, Andy did make it funny, you know, when she like when he can't get a grip on her butt and he like his hand hurts because poor little hand hurts because like she's her sweatpants glide right off of his hand. It, I'm not saying that these guys aren't funny. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah i'm just saying i I just i'm just sighing exhaustedly yeah (laughs) but i i feel like what they wanted to do with it had more meaning to me than what how it actually got executed does that make sense yeah so i don't have a problem with the desire to talk about it it just didn't really execute in the way that i think that they were intending yeah um okay what else you got um so for me i liked the first few songs like i liked their introductory song i liked um i thought the part where they kept cutting back to mark and he was like and i'm mark mcguire that was very funny that made me laugh the second song i think was about uh it sounded a lot like the first song but it was a different song. I know a lot of the songs sounded the same to me. Ugh, this was the I, one where they like screamed and they had like the skeletons, like like they looked like they were getting oh, like X-rays. Right, and they where were, he was, was like, like really "I'm invincible," <laughs> and they ate the insides of a baseball. That and- was crazy. My mouth was hanging open during a large part of this experience which is what i'm just gonna call it now as an experience i was just like i was laughing at times and then other times i was like what am i watching like what am i watching right now um and so much talk of sex and which is fine i think that that was one thing that they wanted to talk about um there's a lot of pelvic thrusting fine but it's just like why do we always have to talk about it like i don't know just I mean, like, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I, I, yeah, it didn't. That did, that didn't bother me so much. Um, so, where does this stack up for you against the other movies that Andy's done about sports? I think I like this best because it's songs. You like this best? Yes. Well, you did watch songs. it three times. It's okay. So here's the thing. I don't like sports. Yeah. So we don't anything like anything to do with sports no. is like 
this is the most sports I've ever watched is for this fucking podcast. For this fucking podcast. No. I don't watch sports. So I like this best just because it's like songs. And I like to watch songs more than I like to watch okay. non-songs. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, or like literally anything <laughs> songs from now on when we introduce the show i'm gonna be like today we're gonna be watching a non-song called <laughs> um okay yeah. so you like it best because you liked the musical aspect of it yes that's surprising not it's not surprising that you liked it because the music i'm just surprised that you liked this the best um I will say that it felt very, in some ways, experimental to me. And I really appreciated that. Like, there's, I like it when people make things that they're not trying to please anyone and they're trying to do something weird. And I fucking love that. That's great. As far as my enjoyment of it, I would say I enjoyed, uh, goddamn, what was that tennis movie? What was that one called again? Oh. Ooh, we just watched it not that long ago. Anyway, Sarah, will look it up. The tennis movie I I liked. Um, oh, it was fuck. It was something hours, right? Something days. Seven days in hell. Right. Yeah. Seven days in yeah. hell. Seven days in yeah. hell. I think I liked the best of of the movies about sports. Um, and then <sighs> tour de farm. And then probably tour de pharmacy. But there was a bit like I, I like Tour de Pharmacy didn't have that much Andy in it. Although David Diggs is so good. I really liked that. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to choose between that and this. But I guess like I liked the experimentalness of it. But I didn't have it like I didn't feel as much enjoyment watching this as I did the other two movies. If that makes sense. Like I didn't like I was laughing but also I was like, at one point I did kind of check and go, how much longer is this? And it's only 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, there's only 10 minutes left. <laughs> so yeah. I did like at a certain point, and I kind of knew I would when I was like, oh, it's 30 minutes of music videos. I haven't done that since I was like in since the 90s. And I'm watching like MTV or some shit. Yeah, I just don't watch a lot of music videos in a row. So I think yeah. that, that it was kind of the opposite effect for me where I was like, I want a story. Like, I think my favorite parts of this were in the interludes or when something happened or when they were commenting on Jose and Mark McGuire's relationship. Um, like that moment at the end of the the scene where they're talking about the dads, where they almost kiss over the table. Am I the only one who thought they were going to kiss? I really thought they were going to start kissing. No, you didn't think they had sexual chemistry. Who? Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. They were leaning no. so close to each other and there was this intensity. And I felt like to me in that moment, I was like, yes, male friendships can be just as sexually charged as female friendships because like there's this closeness and like, like these guys needed each other and maybe they filled in something for each other that their dads didn't give them. And that was like a really powerful moment for me. And, and when, and, and they were like, it's right at the end of that song about the dads. And they're at a table because they were both talking about being at dinner with these women, right? I went to dinner with Madonna. I went to dinner with my mom, right? And at the end, they're both at the table instead of them with the women. And they like got closer and closer and their faces got super close. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to kiss. They're going to kiss right now. And if they do, I'm totally buying it. Like I'm totally, they're totally selling me on this. And I didn't feel like it was going to be for a joke. I felt like it was literally like the apex of this relationship between these two men that like, like had this intense 
friendship. And I was like, yes, let's talk about this, how men's friendships can also be intense in the same way that women's friendships are. And and they didn't kiss. And I'm fine with it. I'm just saying that's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't see it either. I was looking away all three you times. You watched this movie three times, Sarah. I didn't see it. Okay. I did see a part where they where they were very close looking at each other, but it looked like they were had been put on a green 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 screen like yeah. had each and had been like yeah. placed there. Yeah. So, I agree, but I still thought they were going to kiss. Oh. That's the scene I'm talking about. You're okay. talking about the same scene that I'm talking about. Anyway, I was like, "Oh my god, they're they're going to kiss right now." I don't know. I, is anybody else am I insane? Did anybody else You're see this but me? Insane. Am I insane? Men's I'm relationships it, can be charged in this way, I feel like. And we I'm don't talk about it. It looked like they were like pasted together. Like they weren't actually n- 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 next to each other. I can't, I get that. Yes. Logistically. Yeah, okay. But emotionally, yeah. they were together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody else wants to weigh in on this tweeted us at adam andy pod i just really felt like there was a charge in the air and it wasn't going to be played for a joke i'm not saying that it's let's make fun of men kissing that's not what i'm saying at all i was like oh my god like this is the this is the natural conclusion of them feeling rejected by their fathers and having like he's on a date with his mom and he's on his date with madonna and him and madonna are clicking and like this is the natural conclusion here is and and that's just how i was feeling in the moment yeah perhaps and, <laughs> apparently not uh it didn't happen so is there still a mosquito in there are you getting bit are you gonna be okay did you get it yes, yes! Fuck that mosquito um sarah any, any anything else you want to talk about um shake that nasty butt we gotta take about the shake the butt okay what do you want to say about it i think this was my other favorite scene my my rudolph and haim um who basically and stephanie beatrix from um brooklyn Brooklyn yeah um basically uh verbally assaulting um cat calling cat in a way andy and uh and a key, key, Kiva. I'm sorry, Jose and Mark. See, I feel like um, this was the reversal of how I felt about the gym scene. Yeah. Anyway, you go ahead. Yeah. No, it was. I was actually really um, nice to see women just being like, "Shake your butt," you know. And they're like, "We are." And then they're like, "Stop! Make us make a, like, make a Shake stop." Four halves of butt or something like that. And, and it's he's like, like that's, that's phrased weird. weird. No, it's not phrased weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that was a commentary on fame and sexuality and the way we ideal, like the way we feel. And this is a weird thing to talk about on a thirst podcast, but the way that we feel ownership of people that we don't know, but we're familiar with their work. Like we feel some kind of ownership of them and we feel this like attraction to them that is not reciprocated because they don't know who the fuck we are. And we feel like we have a entitlement to their bodies in some way. And this happens to women all the time just in life. Yeah. But it happens to men who are celebrities. Right. So this was a commentary about that and about fame that I felt was weird and funny and spot on 
in a way that the gym stuff did did not work for me. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, and I think I, at that point I was just relieved to see some women. Like it had been like several, it had been like 20 minutes since I had seen a, like, well, no, there was a couple ladies in the Oakland Knights video, but I was like, there's no women in this movie. Um, and I was like, oh, here they are. And they are taking charge. The women in Oakland Knights turned them down. Yes. Like they weren't like, okay, this sounds great. great. Like they weren't swept away. They were kind yeah. of like, yeah, no, we don't. They were like, we didn't like it when we came in here and we still don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think in a lesser, in lesser hands, they would have just been like, if the, the button is that they change their minds. No, it's not. Yeah. The button is we still say no and you're yeah. gross and we're leaving now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any final thoughts about the Bash Brothers experience? About your experience watching this three times? Um, I'm glad that I did it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I discovered that feature on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the next I time I do it. Feature on Netflix. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to circle back to that. You're like, I'm glad I watched it. Also, I'm glad that I know that I can play things at half speed now. Yes. <laughs> this led to that. I'm glad. I'm no, glad. seriously. I'm glad you're if glad. there's something that's too fast, like I'm a slow pro- 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 processor. And so when things come at me too fast. I get it. You know. Anyway. Um, well, final thoughts. Yeah. Final I mean, this thoughts. Was, this was... It was fun and fun, f- 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 funny, and it just hit the same kind of old, tired notes that I think that we hear all the time. The throughout, or just in that one song? Oh no, not that one. I'm just saying the whole thing. The whole thing had the 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 hi- hi- hyper sexuality, hyper masculinity, that kind of stuff. It's just like it's fun. It that's it can be fun. F- Fun, funny, but it's also really um It's exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. 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 It was so fast and intense at times I was like, I feel overwhelmed. Yes. yes. I felt overwhelmed Especially at times. That set, set, second song for sure. Yes. Yeah. I was Super like, oh. Fast. It was like Am I just an old person? Like I was like, oh, this is I think we're both just old. I need a cup of chamomile tea after this. <laughs> um Okay. Would you recommend this to a fan of Andy Samberg? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Definitely watch it. It's only 30 minutes. Um, Watch it two or three times at half speed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I definitely think you should watch it. It's it's different and and weird. And yeah, absolutely. It's on Netflix. For sure. Watch it. Um, Do you want to, is there anything you want to say? I have a couple things I want to say about the podcast. So we did listen to a podcast. It's actually called Good One. And it's a podcast where people talk about jokes and how people write jokes. Uh, This was actually recommended to us by a listener. So thank you for that because we both listened to that podcast. And it it actually added a lot to the experience of watching this movie for me or whatever we're calling it, this experience. Uh, So Sarah, is there anything that stuck out to you about the podcast or anything you wanted to say about that podcast? Um, I... I thought it was a good interview. I did think that the person interviewing um, did seem hung up on how they write jokes. 
And well, I think that's the topic of the show. But I remember you texting me going like, I don't like when people ask comedians how they write jokes. <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. I mean, it's like, and they did kind of a- answer it in a way that's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, we don't know how we do it. It just kind of comes to us. It kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that is very true when no matter if you're writing jokes or mm-hmm. or a song or any, any, anything you write, you aren't really fully aware of it's just kind of coming out of from yeah yeah um i think that their answer was basically like we just write what is funny to us yeah and we try not to worry too much beyond that uh now i do think as we're both writers and we've both written a lot of comedy and i do think that comedy jokes do have a structure yeah um there there's definitely structure to writing a joke but once you but even when you know the structure you don't i don't think you think a lot about it at least i don't like once you know the structure you're you're trying to like kind of do it inherently and not overthink it's the same thing with writing a screenplay we know that okay at a certain point there has to be a conflict and then that conflict has to get complicated and then some emotional stakes have to be raised and then there has to be a resolution we all know that but we don't uh, we don't overthink it or it kind mm-hmm. of takes away from the emotional part of writing the story. At least I don't. So yeah. I'm with you there where it's like, if you ask me like, you know, how did you come up with the mechanics of the specific joke? I can tell you where I got the idea, but that's about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but they did have some interesting things, to, I think, to say about the rhythm of how they put the songs together. I thought that part was interesting because they do have a, they have a, I guess, a, um, they have like a, a strategy for how they work together when they're writing a song, it seemed like. And that was interesting to hear about. Um, I loved how they said that they create a character for each song, even though they don't give them a name. Do you remember that part? They were talking mm-hmm. even uh, like about a couple of characters that Andy had played. And they're like, it's never us. It's always some kind of character. So these guys are a character. And even yeah. if the character doesn't have a name, the character allows us to make a song that is funny because yeah. we're basing it on that character. And not on ourselves, yeah. Right. Um, or, on, or on just funny words. I think the yeah. idea that he, and this is an idea that comes across a lot in improv, I think. There's a lot of improv teaching about this, where the jokes come from the character and not from you trying to say something clever. Yeah. So I think that was a good piece of advice. Um, I also liked the term frapping, fake rapping. That made me laugh a lot. Yep. They called what they do frapping. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing that I wanted to circle back to regarding the gym scene that I thought wasn't really communicated to me, at least when I watched it, but it was interesting. So they said that, first of all, they said that Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire were big, like idols of theirs when they were kids. And they said that the eighties, there was all this masculine stuff and like, they'll go back and watch movies. And this happened to me too. I watched Revenge of the Nerds, which was a movie I used to watch when I was a kid. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. That movie is rapey as fuck. I mean, you think about that movie or like 16 Candles, which is another movie I watched as a kid, which is also rapey as fuck and also Mm -hmm. very racist. Like Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff. And I'll watch movies with my kids like Goonies and my kids will be like, I don't care for the way that sloth is being represented in this movie. They're like, it seems like they're making him a joke and people with disabilities are not a joke. And I was like, you're right. And I have no excuse. And so what they were saying was that we there's all this stuff and they cited Revenge of the Nerds specifically that you watch and then you go back and you're like, ew, as an adult, you're like, ew, why why did they let the why did people think this was funny? Why did people let kids watch this? 
Yeah. And they so their idea was like in that I think I'm tying it specifically to the gym scene. I'm not sure if they were tying it specifically to that, but they were saying that in this experience that they put together, they wanted a chance to explore some of that those themes of like sexuality and how it's it's gross and weird the way that it was represented in in the 80s. Like it's not realistic and it's misogynistic they didn't use the word misogynistic but i feel like that's what they were saying that's the word that they didn't say that felt like it was part of the conversation Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah i can see that i can see how there was an aim in the gym song which i don't remember what the gym song is called there was an aim there to go this is misogynistic and we don't think it's cool and it's absurd and we're gonna make it look really absurd and and i think there was an attempt there but i don't know that it really hit the notes for me that they were trying to hit at least not as a woman it didn't i think the only thing that gave give that away for me was the sweatpants thing that was one of the few jokes that i thought was funny because i was like clearly it's absurd like a woman is mm-hmm. gonna wear sweatpants to the gym or she can wear mm-hmm. sweatpants whenever she wants and it's like i think that was are you saying that joke did work for you or didn't Yes, no, I'm saying that joke t- clued me into the fact that they were being like, look, this is m- mis- m- m- mis- misogynistic. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. But yeah, I totally agree. That was one of the things there for me. Because at first I was like, okay, is it just about them being able to lift women because they're super strong? Like I couldn't quite get my handle on what it was about. And then once the sweatpants joke, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, So. Sorry, look of i'm getting messaged and it's blow i hope you can't hear it i can't hear it good i just i hope it's not on the recording because it's like fucking actually you won't probably won't be able to hear it because it's in my headphones um okay anyway that's anything else from that podcast that you wanted to um talk about the good one um i didn't take notes so oh i I didn't expect you to i just happened to take notes while i was i feel like you've done enough sarah you watched this three times I really have. So from now on, are you going to watch everything we watch for this podcast three times? No. At half speed? <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine Sorry. if you had watched What If three times. What would you have gotten from that? Uh, yeah. So shall we um, moments of thirst? Yeah. I think you go first this week. Okay. Right? I don't know. I'm not keeping track. I'll be honest. So I guess my three moments, the first would be at the top when he's like, they call me Jose. And he like, yeah, the big like, yeah, I can see that. All the Like just the, the yelling, um, the yelling, you found the yelling sexy, the yelling of his name. Yes. I don't nice. know. Okay. Um, and then uh, time code tw- tw- 25. <laughs> Wait. Hilarious. Seem right. Oh. You literally did write time coded notes, Sarah. I love you for this. Five minutes and two seconds? Or <laughs> I think I think I mistyped. I think I, I That's okay. It's usually hours, minutes, seconds, and frames, but you probably couldn't get the frames. So it would just be minutes, minutes and seconds, I think, for this one. Well, I don't understand because this one has a higher time code than the next one, which doesn't make sense. The well, maybe you wrote them out of I, order. I, I, wrote the wrong one mm-hmm. anyway so there's i'm not gonna say the time code because it's only like two two seconds but it's where um it's the second song where they're talking about um the base eating the baseball and there's like two seconds where he's just like 
humping the can 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 camera oh, yeah. doing like a I dance. Took, I took note of that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm just like there's a little camera humping going on, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um and then the third one is a, the song where like dick in my hands i guess oh where he was um, he kept grabbing his dick yes yeah because he had to um, pee i think right didn't he have to pee in the song that's why he had to grab his dick because he had to go to the maybe, bathroom yeah and so the line is we're two little jackrabbits fucking in our cleats and like there was something about his face like the way he said that i was just like okay i'm gonna have to roll back the tape on that one at half speed i think because i must have missed that gem all right all good moments of thirst this week sarah um i'm gonna be honest with you i found this whole thing profoundly unsexy so this was a real struggle for me um there were no jorts to be found uh so i had some trouble uh i will say the so mine are all out of order because i had to think about it pretty hard but i did find some moments number one even though i did not love the song in the gym I was very happy to see that once we got there, Andy was in shorts and a tank top. Like he was in very small shorts and a tank top. And I was like, finally, thank you for giving me this gift of Andy's thighs. Mm -hmm. So had to, had to write that down. That was like the first thing that I wrote down. Then I went back and thought about it a little bit more or no, I think did the scene in the parking lot with the women come after the gym or before. Anyway, I also wrote down Andy has a juicy butt which I think you can really see in the butt shaking song where like you see a Kiva's butt and you're like, that's like a pancake butt. And then you get over to Andy's little juicy hiney. And I was like, Andy has a real juicy butt. So I had to write that down. And then lastly, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what else to say here. Um, but I will say that Andy really knows how to like stand regally in a fan that is blowing his hair back. Yes. His weird mullet that he was wearing. um okay i think that's it for the thirst right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was hard for me too it was tough i I was picking things that i wouldn't normally pick just because they're like "Eh." well i mean i think they made a very i mean that was part of the experience was for them to make these guys very unsexy i think that was part of the thing they were satirizing and they did a good job because I was like, Ugh. I would also, like, if I was Jenny Slate, I would turn them down also. I'd be like, no, Well, the thing sorry. is that, like, the stuff that that would have would make him attractive to some women, like, the really, like, m- masculine kind of, like, dominant set, like, I don't mm-hmm. find that as sexy. I could in the right situation, but it, not in this, but not in this. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom. But I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Are you ready for some Adam and Andy trivia? Are you? I am. I'm ready for Adam and Andy, a trivia contest for one. And I'm so excited to see what you've got in store for me today. Sarah's going to try to stump me with some trivia about Adam or Andy or both. And I'm going to have to guess something. She's going to tell me the rules right now. <laughs> I love how I always change the rules. Okay, I love it. This is... I'm going to give you three lyrics. Okay. From that are two of them are lonely island lyrics. And one of them is a fake. Oh, okay. So it's, it's two truths and a lie, but with lyrics. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm in. Great. This is great. 
Okay, I'm listening. No homo, but I wish I lived in ancient Greece to give young Socrates the illful release. Ooh. But see, I think the issue is I've got my father's temper and I'm emotionally inarticulate. So rather than being honest and vulnerable, I've been a quick switch because I'm hurting inside and I'm trying to hide it. So eat a dick, bitch. Three. Did you write one of these? You'll see. Mo, 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 Mona Lisa, you're an oh, overrated piece of shit with your terrible style and your dead shark eyes and a smirk like you're hiding a dick. What the fuck is this gar- garbage? Mona Lisa, the original ba- basic bitch, traveled thousands of miles to see your be- beautiful smile. Talk about a bait and switch. You are ugly. I honestly, I haven't, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with their songs to know which one is false. Uh, I really, I hope it's the third one. Cause that one, I don't like, I never like, I never need to hear the word no homo again. Uh, the rest of that part of that song was funny. Uh, that last, the last one is one I hope is false. Cause I did not care for it. Um, so I'm going to go with number three. That's incorrect. That is, that is a, lo- a lonely island lyric. It's called, Oof. it's a, a song called, Mo, 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 Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. One is also real. Okay. No, no, no homo, but I wish I lived in nation Greece. That sounded the, definitely like one of their songs. The one that, that ends with eat, 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 eat a dick bitch is Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. I, 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 you had me there because I thought maybe that was in the actual Bash Brothers and I just missed it um, because it sounded similar to that song which i'm i guess is why you picked it uh yeah you really got me there Ooh, i didn't like that last lyric there eek i yeah wow i is it used in a way that justifies its fuckery or i didn't listen to the song Mm -hmm. i just found the 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 lyrics online i look there's a a website that has like all of their lyrics and i was just like i'm gonna find some lyrics and stuff sounds very transphobic to me mona lee lee Lee. the song that song lyric yes didn't it say she looks like she's hiding a dick oh i thought that meant like hiding a dick like in her mouth or like somewhere no i thought i took it to mean that that's i I, i'd have to hear the song but that's what i took it to mean it's a oh yeah i didn't i didn't hear that i didn't see see it like that at all yeah i see oh yeah yeah, yeah so i didn't no. i did not care for that no Auntie. i mean look um I, you know and maybe this is something we'll encounter when we look through some of these lonely island and snl sketches like comedy is a product of the people that make it in the time that they make it and hopefully those people grow as we all grow and realize like, ooh, that, you know, when I made that joke, it actually wasn't funny then. And I see that now um, because, you know, anyway, I just hope that we as comedian, look, I'm, it's not like I've never made a joke that isn't good or 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 I'm sure I've made jokes that are problematic in my time. In fact, I know for sure when we were doing sketch shows and we were really trying to push the boundaries of things, there were definitely sketches I've written that pushed the boundaries in a way that now looking back I'm like, you know what? That probably I, I wouldn't do that if I was writing today, you same. know? 
So not to excuse it, but uh, I hope that whenever that song was written, that they would look at that today and go, oh, like I, you know, that was not that was not a good that was not funny what I did when I said that. And I wouldn't do that today. Yeah, hopefully. And I'm sorry that I didn't catch that. I thought I mistook the the meaning. That's okay. I I don't you didn't write the song. I know, but I I wouldn't have used that. (laughs) Right. No, it's okay. I don't think that. I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything, I don't think you did anything wrong by, uh, and, and, and you obviously didn't read it that way. So, um, but it led to us talking about that. And you know what? I feel like there are, I feel like there have been multiple times where we've encountered moments. Like there's a lot of moments like that. And that's my boy and other movies that we've watched where we're like, Ooh, like I don't, this joke is not cool. Um, and so that's a thing with comedy is sometimes you make jokes that are fucked up and not yeah. funny, you know? Yeah. So it's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, but you did get me. You did get me this time. You got me good. That's what I'm trying to do every time. <laughs> it's going to get harder and harder. Please. I, almost, I like you. I like a challenge. I almost instead of using Adam or Andy facts, try to find stir, 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 Sterling K. Brown facts. I was like, no, this is too mean. I can't do do this. Um, I was just like, I would have appreciated that because frankly, he was the MVP of this movie to me. He was the Sterling K. Brown has my heart. Uh, He really, he really killed it. Um, He was a high point in this for me and maintained his sexiness despite this movie being profoundly unsexy. Even Um, in that wig. Even in the wig, he you couldn't contain the sexy. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. <laughs> okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Are you ready to spin the wheel to see what we're going to watch next? Yeah. Okay. So next week, uh, or next time you hear us, two weeks from now, uh, is going to be an Adam movie. So we're going to spin the wheel to see which... Adam Driver film we're going to watch. So here's what we've got this week, Sarah. Uh, We've got While We're Young, Midnight Special, Patterson, Black Klansman, and Tracks. Okay. So let's click the wheel. We are going to be watching Black Klansman. All right. Uh, This is some peak Adam Driver hotness, you guys. Um, Sarah and I both have seen Black Klansman. It's actually a it's an I mean, uh, if you're if you're a fan of Adam, I'm sure you've probably seen it. It's an incredible movie. Um, It's actually I feel like it's going to be a real treat to watch it again. And when I say treat, I don't mean it's all light and happy. I mean, there's some serious fucking shit in this movie, Uh, but it's really an incredible film. I will die mad that it did not win the Oscars that it deserved. Should have won the Oscar for best editing. It should have won the Oscar for best picture. Uh, I will die mad about that. Um, And I'll try not to rant about it too much during the next episode. But Flip Zimmerman is a tasty treat. And I am really excited to watch this with you, Sarah. Uh, Which, well, I guess I won't watch it with you because of quarantine. (laughs) But at least the first time we watched it, we were together. Yeah, that's true. I'll from 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 remember that time. Maybe we can cast it or something. Like maybe there's a way we can watch it virtually together. 
Yeah. Because uh, I do, I remember us watching it in the before times. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I'm pretty psyched. Are you psyched? Yeah. Okay, cool. So come back. Well, I guess before we go, I'll plug the things. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you liked our show, consider recommending to a friend. Uh, we're, of course, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I think we're on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You can watch our vidcast on YouTube. Go to Critical Crop Top on YouTube. That's our channel. Uh, and you can uh, watch our vidcast. Um, and uh, we love talking to you about and Adam and Andy. We love it. I fucking love it. People have given us such great suggestions. Um, and uh, thank you uh, li- to the listener who uh, suggested the podcast that we listened to about this, um, about the Bash Brothers experience. Um, so we anyway, we love interacting with you on social media. So reach out to us. We're at Adam Andy Pod on Twitter, and we're uh, at Adam and Andy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so Sarah, um, are you ready to bash? Shall we bash? Let's do it. Ugh.